Welcome everybody to another edition of Overhand Right Radio. It's Cole and Jason back at you again for episode 108. And it falls on the fight week of UFC 248. So it's great timing coming up this week. Really high-anticipated fight between Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero. Middleweight title, I mean, this is a fight that the fans wanted. Romero called Israel out. Israel wanted Romero. I mean, in your first title offense, you're going after a vicious veteran. And yeah, okay, he's coming off of two losses. But those are very disputable for him actually winning those fights. A lot of people actually thought he won both of those fights. So it's very interesting when you're talking about UFC 248. Plus, you got Weili Zhang versus the former champion of the strawweight division, Ioana and Jacek. So 248 is a great card. You got Sean O'Malley coming back. You got some really good fights on there. So we're really interested in about that. But before we talk about what's happening this weekend, we got to backtrack as always. Talk about the latest news, fight announcements, what's going on, the, the hot topics of MMA. And I don't think there is nothing that got people a little more sick than seeing who's next in line for Henry Cejudo. When you look at the UFC bantamweight division 135, you got Marlon Morales, who just beat Jose Aldo. You got Peter Yan on the same card as that, knocked out Ryan Faber, vicious fashion. And before that, knocking out Jimmy Rivera. Peter Yan's a deadly guy. You got Arjamain Sterling that's coming off a couple victories here and absolutely looking like uh, his, his striking game's looking masterful in there. And out of all the people I said, the one person that they're giving it to is the person that's coming off the loss to Marlon Morales, and that's Jose Aldo. Now, for me, you probably should go over to Overhand Right Radio on Instagram because I, I, I had a rant. I didn't like this move one bit. I actually thought it was a little bit of a joke. When I, when I saw it on Instagram, I, th- I, 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 I thought it was an April Fool's joke. Oh, come on. Come, on, come early. It's, it's ridiculous. Actually, I totally forgot about April Fool's. Thanks for reminding me. Someone would have got my ass. Yeah, well, there you go. You owe me one. But I really thought I got April Fool's up in here. We, we, we got all the guys I just mentioned coming off wins. And we're going with Jose Aldo who lost to Marlon Morales. And the only reason why that's happening is because Henry Cejudo wanted the fight. So when we got champions that are taking the hardest fight, we got Henry Cejudo not doing that. We got Henry Cejudo that's been calling out Rye Faber before Peter Yan knocked him out. Dominic Cruz who hasn't stepped in the octagon in a long time. And Jose Aldo coming off a loss. It's a joke. I mean, it's not It's not like... It's not like he's it, playing that... Like, here's my point. He's not fighting a bum. He, he's, he's not going to the contender series and fighting somebody. But at the same time, is he fighting the best guy in the world right now underneath him? No. No. And, and to, to me, I just look at it and I, I look at this and I go, Henry Cejudo wanted this and the UC made it happen. And Dana White liked it for some reason. I get it. Jose Aldo's a name. But no offense to Jose Aldo, but his last couple fights, he's coming off three losses. He's 0-1 at bantamweight, people, and he's getting a title shot. I he's mean, 0-1 at bantamweight, people. Well, he didn't, it's not like he got his ass kicked. I mean, some people, oh, no, it was some, a close some, fight. some people thought he won the fight. I didn't personally. To me, this seemed like a um, the UFC catering a bit to Henry Cejudo, trying to push his agenda a bit, which is fine. 
And then also kind of going, well, Jose's been a great company guy. He's had some big fights for us. He's a legend. Let's just do it. But you don't do that now. And well, I, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. You have too many top contenders right now sitting there. That, that's that's the problem. And and so so I don't the, – the actual matchup itself, I, I don't disagree with. I, I think it, 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 it makes sense. But then when you start and you look at who's sitting there and, you know, like – Who's getting passed by? Well, that, that's the thing. If there was nobody there that was legit, nobody would have uh, like th- there would be no social media noise about or, or about people bitching about this fight. The reason there's noise about pe- people bitching about this fight, it's not the fight itself. It's the people that Jose Aldo passed on that Henry Cejudo is not fighting. Right, the Sterlings of the world, the Peter Yans of the world. Yeah, Marlon Morales. I-, I I know he just got a title shot. But he just beat Jose Aldo the boot, right? That's that's one thing that's a little well, like... Well, the Morales one, you can... I mean, if you're looking at just Jose and Morales, you can you can sort of make a case for Jose at that point, even though Morales beat him. The champ wants new blood. I would get that. But the, the, the problem for me is Peter Yan and Sterling have looked so damn good. They're young. They're upcoming. I just don't know why you would grab one of them. Now, I know what Henry's thinking. Henry's thinking, I want to become this big star, right? He's been all about this triple C bullshit. Uh, yeah. Off air, I can tell you what, for what that really means. But anyways, <laughs> it's it's uh, he he he's trying to he's trying to do the Conor McGregor thing, and he's not that star. And I think when the all the numbers come out for him and Cejudo, I think it, it's it's going to be very interesting to see what's his pulling power power. But I, to to be honest, like just looking at the social media, the comments, there's not a lot of people that were like, "Damn, this is a good fight." A lot of people are like, "No one wanted." This. Well, that that's what I'm interested. So, so so it's gonna be interesting to see the numbers. Where like, are people actually gonna buy this? And I mean, not to say anything, but in in today's world of you got a million streaming sites, is someone gonna fork up 50, 60 bucks to watch this, or are they gonna, you know, maybe? You know, go to the local bar where they only have to pay for a pint and sit there. You know what I mean? I don't think the numbers will do that good. And I, I, I know I'm harping on the fight, but it's to me like a lot of people are blaming Jose Aldo. I don't blame Jose Aldo. No, they, they, they give him the fight. They give him the contract and say, "Fight," and he's going, "Okay, title fight." To me, it's just well, this I, is, I, this... I would rather see other matchups with Jose and see guys like Sterling and Yan fight for the title. This seems like a fight they make. When Suhudo goes, okay, yeah, I have no one else. I ran through the division. Who's left? And they go, okay, how about Aldo now? You know what I mean? But but the thing is, Suhudo won the belt last May against Morales when uh, it vacated. TJ vacated it. Here's the problem. You spent a year to make your first defense. And out of that first defense, is, it's Jose. Like, okay, what happens if Suhudo all of a sudden... Doesn't fight for another six months. Then what's happening with that? And, and, and to piece well, this all together... Yan, Yan and... Um, Mor- exactly. They're fighting. Yan and Morales are fighting. So, so that's going to get it out of the way a little bit. Well, the, but still. the winner of that will be undeniable. Oh, 100%. Especially, I mean, like, it, but, it, it, it just... It doesn't matter who wins between Henry Cejudo or Jose Al. They'll have to fight the winner of that. It, 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 I mean, it will be... I mean, there's just nothing else. There's nothing else to talk about at that point. And that's a really good fight, by the way. That's going to be a really good bantamweight fight. So I, I, I guess, I guess, the, like, 
you know, the one good thing out of this is we got we got another good fight between Peter Yan and Marlon Morales. But still, where does that leave Sterling now? A guy that's been chalking together victories. Where does that leave him? You know what I mean? Well, and and half the problem is is Henry Cejudo is not an active champion. It it does it leaves him in the dust a bit. It does because now the winner Peter Yan Morales. I mean, that person to me has to be undeniable. The only thing is if like Morales wins a shitty decision, and. Sterling gets a lot of PR. Maybe he jumps because, well, if okay, sorry, sorry. If Henry wins and Morales wins a shitty fight, kind of questionable, mm. people are wondering a bit. And then Sterling does a great PR campaign, and they're thinking about who should fight next. Morales has already fought Cejudo. Then maybe Sterling kind of comes out from nowhere yeah. and kind of steals that spotlight. But if Peter Yan wins, Sterling's screwed. Yeah, and he, I, he's he's probably out, and you got TJ saying he might come back down the fire. I think that's horseshit. TJ won't go to flyweight. He'll he'll go back to bantamweight yeah. and clamor for a title. They're gonna do the rematch between Benavides and Figueredo. So he, I mean, the winner of that maybe comes down. He fights from then, but it, it is a bit of a sticky situation. It'll be super interesting to see what the numbers are on on Aldo Henry yeah. because because that. Because he don't Henry is thinking of this as like he's taking Jose because he thinks it's his name. He thinks it will sell. But if 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 he gets there and those numbers don't come in, and he thinks he's got the guy that will, well, he thinks he has the opponent that will help him pull those numbers, and he doesn't get it, it will kind of show where his pulling power is at, right? Especially with the UFC, the the UFC. Maybe they're doing this as sort of a feeler. Like, wh- wh- where, where does Henry Cejudo kind of stand? I forget what the numbers were on him and TJ. I know they weren't mind boggling. Like they weren't. Yeah, but that was also free TV. Was it? Yeah, that oh, was yeah, that was the was. first ESPN. Yes, yes, so that yes, was free yes, TV. Yes. So I mean, like you know, people. Well, the, well, the free TV obviously the numbers are going to be uh, they're going to be more escalated than if you had pay per view mm-hmm. um, because. Anyway, you know, your local guy doesn't have to pay 60 bucks to turn on the TV, right? Yeah. He just has to have the channel or ESC, ES, ESPN, ESPN Plus. Plus. Yeah. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see what those numbers really kind of come out and, and say about Henry Cejudo as, as a star. Right? So, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I don't have outrage with the fight itself. I think it will be a good fight. But the people you skipped to fight Jose Aldo is where I think the outrage is coming from. Uh, from fans and from people like you and me who know how good Peter Yan and what he's done and Sterling and uh, you know Morales, I get it because he's or he you know he fought Cejudo. Yeah, so I, okay. I get I get that jump even though you know Morales won a you know close split decision, but uh, it just I think the feeling is it just feels a little wrong. But I'm not mad at the fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. I got you. And people shouldn't be mad at Jose. Right, like if somebody hands you a gold ticket, yeah, you can't be you're, mad. At you're, him. you're not gonna say no, right? If somebody yeah. goes up to you and you're hungry, starving, and homeless, like, here's a million dollars, bitch. Well, fuck, you're gonna pocket that, motherfucker. You're running to the ATM. Exactly. So, so it, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, Cejudo's trying to build his brand, but this is not a good start for his first title defense. But we'll see what happens. Dan Hooker and Paul Felder were in New Zealand last weekend in the main event. And put on an absolute fire round war down there. And a lot of people had outrage with that decision. 
Uh, Dan Hooker got the nod. Paul Felder, I thought, did a fantastic job. And, I, you know... Who do you think won? This is my thing. I thought Hooker won. Yes. But I, I hate the word robbery. I hate the word robbery when it's a fight that ends in 3D2. Because people, pe- people go off a split decision and yeah. then say robbery. What a robbery is, people, well, you is can... when someone wins about four rounds clearly and they lose 3-2. That is a robbery. Yeah, well, Say, saying, mm. oh, it was a split decision. I had this guy. They thought he only round won two rounds. I had him at three, and he lost a split decision. That's not a robbery. That's a close fight. 3-2 can be a robbery, but it would have to be where you look at the fight, and there's like such... Like, the person who's won, like, or sorry, the person who lost won three rounds that you, like, everyone fucking agrees with. Like, they yeah. clearly won those three rounds, and somehow they lost three to two. Uh, three to twos, usually you get a three to two fight. Probably all, probably like three or more of the rounds are probably close. Well, right? Like, most fights that we watch, and you see a three two split or a three two unanimous, either way, there's probably three to four rounds where you go, yeah, like a few punches there, yeah. a spot there, and take like like John Jones Reyes. It came down to the third exactly. round. There's there's very few fights that go five rounds that end up three two where you're like, oh my god, he clearly won all three of those, or yeah, oh my god, he clearly won you know whatever. So t- to me, to me, I think I had two two going to the fifth. Yes, I had two two going to the fifth, and the fifth. I think Felder edged him in the striking by, I believe, two strikes. I had it two strikes. I wouldn't call them super significant. But to me, again, I was also watching the Joe Rogan podcast. And and Eddie Bravo kind of, he's getting the same thing I'm getting here. He's like, at what point does a takedown, even though you like, Hooker did minimal damage, yeah. if any, at what point does that overcome five strikes or six strikes? And I think uh, Israel actually came up and said... Uh, the scoring system needs to be changed. And he believes actually 10 nines, uh, or, or the point system itself, like the winner gets 10 and the loser should get, it should be more like 8, 7, 3, 2, based mm-hmm. on everything they do. Because right now I think what they want is they want more of a breakdown. Like, so if you win the round, you win 10. If you win the round by so much, it's 8. It's nine. It's seven. Because right now, I think the problem with the scoring system is you can beat somebody's ass. And still get a nine. And still get a nine ten. Yeah. Right? Like, how many times do you see something where, like, man, that probably should be an eight? Yeah. You, right? And they're like, ah, nine ten. You're like, yeah, I, I kind of get that. Because, like, if someone gets rock, dropped twice in a round, people will call it a ten eight. But realistically, it should be like, well, a, a, ten, se- a ten seven. If someone obviously. What you know, maybe didn't get knocked down, but just was tagging the person up, stuffed a couple takedowns, stood him back up, hit him with big shots. Yeah. That should be 10 8. If it was a close round, but you thought yeah. that person maybe like you know landed a, one more uppercut, 10 9. So I, I, I get where the he's problem coming from. lies if if you have a fight where let's say it's John Jones, Alexander Gustafson. Let's just, I'm just picking fucking random dudes. Okay. And Alexander Gustafson goes in there, and in the first round, he drops Jones four times. Let's just make it ridiculous. He takes him down five times, and he almost submits him twice. Let's just go fucking nuts. He has a hell of a round. Every minute, he's almost going to stop John Jones. They probably only steal, right? Most judges, 
take what I said to you, would probably go 10 8. Probably. Maybe 10 7. Maybe 10 7. And I think what people are. But here's the thing. Let's say they go. Let's say they go 10 8. Let's let's even say 10 7. John Jones barely wins all other four rounds. John Jones wins. Yeah. But if you if if that was John Jones and Alex Gustafson in the street, John Jones and that happened, you'd be like, oh, Gustafson fucking won. And I know the that the argument is well, it's a sport, and the rounds could mean something. I get that, but I think that you the judges have to be more willing to go to say every time like. If that first round happens with Gustafs and Jones, they gotta be willing to do say fucking 10-6, 10-7. It has to be a more willing component, or you gotta go to Pride style. Now the Pride style, I... I'm not I'm not fully for that. Just because I, I I like I like the rounds and scoring by round because because even with the Pride thing too, what if someone. For, you know, what if they do the pride style and but someone for the like, first... I, I like the pride style over now. Now, if the judges were more willing to do some 10-8s, 10-7s, yeah. I, I would like that Then story. you got a different story. Yeah. But if it, it... Pride style, I, maybe now... The one thing about the pride style is, like, if someone comes out of the gate really hot, for instance, and, you know, wins the first round, the five minutes, and then all of a sudden wins the, the second round, but then in the third round gets dropped... The guy, and then all of a sudden, you know, gets tagged up and is on the defensive. That person who won the third round will win, even though they might have only won three minutes out of the fifteen. But it, but but I believe they should. If you do, well, well, depend. It also, it also depends on this. Is but you're losing majority of fight. It's just because what what happened okay. was more towards the end. Though. Okay, some guy wins ten minutes of the fight, doesn't knock him down, doesn't do it, but it lands a shitload more volume, lands clinch aggressiveness. Okay. For 10 yeah. minutes. The other guy, for three minutes, he's got the guy rocked twice. Drops him once. Who wins the fight? It depends for how long. If, if he drops him at the, uh, three, at the start of the three, third. Three minutes. Three minutes of... he, get, he Not three minutes of constantly getting dropped. But in those three minutes, he, he's clearly winning the fight. He's clearly pressing. He's landing a shitload of volume. He drops him once. He rocks him twice. And the other person didn't drop... Drop the other person. He doesn't out. drop them, but he's landed more volume over ten minutes. Well, that I, I would say the person not rocked because that's damage. But like, but if you get dropped in the first round, the second round, then you come back and drop them twice in the third. You guys drop them the equal amount. Oh yeah, then, which, which which you know what I mean. Then it should be the guy. But 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 that's that's the thing is is we have to. I think as the MMA community right now, you're you're pausing when I when I asked that question and you paused. No one knows the right answer. No, <laughs> right? Like because it's 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 so opinion based, and the way the scoring is right now is you're kind of like, uh, yeah, I I don't know. No one really knows. That's why you get these 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 judging errors. I, I don't even know if I call them errors. Well, no, they're errors. But here's the problem: the scoring system for for the knowledgeable MMA fan and for the fighter is fucked up. Mm-hmm. Then you're bringing old head boxing guys trying to learn the stupid system and trying to score fights on top of that. It's it, it's basically a pile of shit on a pile of shit, and then you're trying to make a diamond out of it and call and call the fight perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've done the scoring system topic before, but 
I mean, what the hell are we? I don't even know what the hell we were talking about now. We were talking about Dan Hooker and Paul Felder. God damn it, yes, we were. <laughs> but, but I thought Dan Hooker won the fight. Yeah, me too. I look at Paul Felder and I think this, okay, it's a loss, but it doesn't hurt him because I think Paul Felder should actually get a top five fight, I, even I, after I, that. I think, I think when you have a fight like this, Hooker should get a big fight next, which I think he is. Actually, well, well uh, he, he uh, signed up uh, UC Poirier, San Poirier, Diego, yeah, yeah against the Dustin the Diamond Poirier, which is. But be a and I think fight. I don't. I think when you're doing the rankings, I think Felder should stay the same. Oh like, yeah, like when you lose that close, I don't believe in getting dropped. No, 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 no. Right, like getting to me falling down the rankings two or three spots, you've lost. Like, yeah. like you got stopped. Well, I, I know, but to lose it, that close to me is like. I think he was one ahead of Hooker. So maybe they moved, they switched to me. Yeah, maybe. The, but he, he doesn't fall anywhere near that. We're, we're, we're falling the day and age though where rankings doesn't even matter anymore. You look at a lot uh, of fights they, that are happening right now, doesn't really matter, They man. do and they don't in, in different situations. Yeah, I guess so. Right? But like, like you Well, you look at that Cejudo Aldo, doesn't matter. But then when you look at well, I mean, it it's it, it's situation based basically right now. Yeah. Right. Like you like sometimes the UFC will be like, look at the rankings, bitch. This is what we're doing, and then sometimes they go off the board. Yeah. Like, there, there's no the rankings are there, and they kind of give an indication of who should fight who, and it's good, right? It's good that the rankings are there because when something like Aldo and Cejudo happen, and the fans go, hey, what the fuck. It, it's good. It, it it's a it is. It's not a perfect system, but it also it's it's a it's a check. Yeah. That you just, you just can't put anyone in there, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it makes me wonder for the Cejudo Aldo fight if maybe they called Sterling and said, "Hey, you're like you're a backup in case anything happens." Because God bless Jose Aldo, but he's pulled out of fights before, and one thirty five is not an easy cut for him. Um. I I wouldn't be surprised if you just see Sterling hop up on the scale, fight week of. Because here's the yeah, thing. I, here's I mean, the thing. If you have this fight and you already booked Morales and Peter Yan for this spring, and then all of a sudden something happens, well, you can't just pluck someone out of training camp and say, "Hey, go in." No, and they they won't risk that. They so might maybe be. they they might be maybe I mean, that might be the plan. But... We've seen we've seen that before. Who who was that on international fight week? Oh, um, well, they Alexander they... Volkov. Remember, yeah, the heavyweight fight was happening. People were like, why is he weighing in? And you actually said on a couple of podcasts before that, like, they, they're paying him to be there just in case. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they could be. They should. I mean... They probably should, to be you, honest. If you want to invest in Cejudo and you want him to fight, it's probably not a bad idea. Uh, depends if the UC just wants to put up the money or not. That's that's a big if. So, we'll see. But, yeah, I thought Dan Hooker should, you know, won the fight. I think Paul Felder, to me, stays in the same position. I don't think he should retire. Nothing in that fight led me to believe he's uh, lost it or doesn't have it anymore. I think when he said that, I think you just seeing a guy who went through a fucking war and is just exhausted. Yeah. Right? Right? When, when you've ran, when some guy runs a marathon... Right? And someone puts a fucking, you know, microphone and says, you want to run some more? No, bitch, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I want to retire. I want to go either, you know, fucking Yeah, cave. Let, let me go home. Let me go home. And I want to yeah, put, I I put my feet up. Do, well, you, know, you know what I mean? Well, he said on the Ariel podcast, he's at, he said, is this your last fight? And he's like, no, I don't think well, so. Of course. I'll be back. Of course. It's, it's, it's always hard talking to someone who just lost a close decision that they put all their physical effort and emotional yeah. effort into this. And then all of a sudden, they, that, they have he, the sense of disappointment, even though he shouldn't be disappointed. But he didn't get what he wanted, so he's disappointed. And then they're like, what's next? Yeah. Obviously, he's not going to be like, well... Dang, like Joseph Benavides, you know, after the loss, I thought he handled it beautifully. He was, you know, showed the utmost respect. He was, he was open, honest, and you know, he, you know, held it together for us. Obviously, in a, a hard time, but it's, uh, I, I always well, kind of, unless it's a decision, but I don't like it. Well, Paul Hooker and Felder was, so I guess I'm kind of going back on my word. But you know what I'm trying to say? Maybe just, maybe if they see clearly a guy's like. Devastated or something. I know, obviously, you want to give him the moment, but maybe select questions better. Even no, though I, he brought it up himself. No, I, I don't know I, what I'm I trying think, to say. I think it's okay, it's okay to ask a guy. I just think when somebody retires in that moment and says, Oh, I want to retire, I just, I always question it. Yeah. Uh, especially when I know the guy's the guy still in his prime. Now, if, if you know, BJ Penn gets on the mic and says, Hey, I'm done, and he's just lost via KO, fuck yeah, you should. You should be retired. Yeah, Mark Munoz did that after the layout. Right, like, Lyota like I, I, but I think in Paul Feathers, in his situation, I think everyone looked at that and went, "Man, it's just a guy who went through a war." Well, remember Derek Lewis did that before he actually got the title shot. Remember, yeah, I, 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 listen, it's I think guys just get burnt out. Yeah, you get and burnt it, out. You take a bad loss where you you think you shot a one. You're in you're in the moment. Six months of training camp, and then you go in a fight. I mean, listen, I had my first kid because I was in the moment. <laughs> okay, it happens. Listen, there's some listeners that get they, they know what the fuck I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Shit happens in the moment, oh, right? Could, could be one of our friends goes to Thailand. He's in the moment. Has sex with a dude. <laughs> what, what do they call them? Uh, the, the not lady, female. The lady boys. Lady boys. That reminds me from the office. Anybody who watches the office? Creed. He's like, oh yeah, I was back in, I think he said like the 80s. He's like, back in the 80s, you would just be in a field. You, you couldn't tell if it was a man or woman you were sleeping with. Yeah. So, <laughs> shit happens, right? You're in the moment, shit happens. Uh, favorite scene, Creed. Okay, Creed. so I mean like, shit happens. Yeah. He's in the moment, he said it. He'll be back. I think he, he, I think he gets a, uh, for sure a co-main event worthy fight next. I just, I don't think this, this hurt him at all. No, I don't. I don't think so yeah. either. So we'll see what happens. But the fight was in New Zealand. UC two forty eight getting main evented by a New Zealander defending his title for the first time. And a lot of people are looking at this kill main event. But to me, Cole, I, I a lot of people are looking at the main event. But to me, Cole, I'm looking at this co main event, and I'm I'm intrigued by this. This co main event between Wei Li Zhang. Versus Yuan Yun Jacek is a phenomenal fight. Zhang, we know, won the title in quick, devastating fashion against Jessica Andrade. Landed a swift right hand drop. Andrade followed up. Great performance by her. But don't sleep on Yuan Yun Jacek, man. Yuan Yun Jacek is getting this title shot because it's a little foggy. We really don't know what's going on with the number one contender because Andrade just lost or Rose last fight lost the title. They're rematching. Well, apparently she turned down this fight. Really? Yeah. She she turned this... Well, I, th- I think it's it, it's no secret that she deals with uh, 
I don't want to say mental illness because I'm, I'm not sure what it is. But she she's a person that is very emotional, and I think uh, she you know she comes from a rough background, and you know she deals with stuff in her head, and we all deal with this shit at sometimes. And I think she's a person that hits me that if she's not in the right mental state, she won't take a fight, or she no. doesn't want to take a fight. Which is uh, actually really smart because yeah, you don't want to go in there and half ass no, you don't. physically or mentally. You don't because yeah. you'll lose. Yeah, you'll lose. Right, more than half the game is mental. So I, I don't blame her. I don't get on her. But the reports are that she turned on the fight. I don't know how real those reports are. But um, I, I, I think that. But, it, I think if she's not fully prepared for that, it's fine taking yeah. the Jessica Andrade fight because up until that slam, I think she was winning that one. And it, it might be a good bounce back, not feeling the pressure of a title <laughs> fight. Quote now, unquote. now Whaley, I, I I don't know. Like I'm still out on her. Well, here's my not because th- I don't believe in her, but here's the thing: what was her first big fight? Tisha Torres, and and she she did decision Tisha Torres. I love Tisha Torres, but, but she, she's never been a world beater. Yes, yeah, she's been up there. She's been in like I think she's been in the top five. Oh yeah, she she's always been that top five, top six. But um, she she can't take that next step to be like the true number one. Right. Player. So to me, like yeah, we yeah. saying beat her, and there's like, okay, she's she's a true contender. Now, in, in Draj, I'll, I'll personally say this. I, I think I've said this before. She went to China for this fight. To me, this fight was set up for kind of... I'm not, I'm not calling it fixed, okay? Don't blow me up. I'm not calling it fixed. I'm not calling it fucking rigged. None of that bullshit. Um, that's for you calling Fader and Pride and shit. That, that, that's, no. that's your gimmick. I, I, no. No, that's, no, no, no. That's your gimmick. No, I, I have a problem with Fader and Ryzen. Because they, they were handing them guys who were like one and one on the amateur scene. We're not going to get in that no, today. Yeah, not, that, I, I, don't, I don't have the physical energy for that today. <laughs> we're not getting it. Anyways. <laughs> I, I really don't. Anyways, back to the top. So, what do you say? I just don't know. And then she was in Draj. And like, in Draj, let, let, let's call it what it is. She got a little lucky. She got a little lucky against Rose. Oh, oh. Right? Like, yeah, everybody yeah, knows Rose was peace, I mean, what was it? The fourth or third? When did she stop Rose? I think on the second. Second? Okay, anyways. Basically, every moment up to that, she was getting worked. Yeah. I, I mean... Um, well, the reason why I picked Weili Zhang against Jessica Andrade was because Jessica throws looping hooks. She's very strong and powerful, but some she's of also, the... She's also a midget. Well, like anyone well that would, technically helps her because well in the run, re- in the wrestling though, hundred percent. Here's the problem: she's had in the in the straight. Yes, she has KO power. And she's she's you know she's KO people stiff, but against long great strikers, she's had a, a numerous amounts of problems. She had problem with Rose until she stopped her. Uh, I mean, uh, she's had problems with um, uh, Joanna. Yeah, she's you know, and, and obviously you know what happened. What you say? So it'll be interesting to see. And, and TJ Torres, well rounded, right? But this is the first real test for Whaley where she not might not be the better striker. Yes, exactly. Now and she might be more powerful. Yes, and, but and technically, I think everyone's siding with Yoana for this. I I think Yoana, like. When it comes to her striking, it's hard to compare. Maybe Rose is on that level, but styles make fights, people. And when I, I, I like, I don't see Weili Zhang really taking down Yoana because the only person that was able to do that and hold her was Valentina Shoshenko at flyweight. And that's not really that's not that, really her. That's not really Zhang's game. I think yeah. she's. I, I think this is going to be a, a stand-up fight. And the interesting thing about this is is Yoana. Gonna beat her to the punch every time. Who who's gonna beat 
their opponent to the punch. Because we know Joanna. She snaps that jab out there. The one-two's out there. Yeah. The thing with Whaley, though, is she has heavy kicks at everything she throws. She's very fast, and it comes powerful. I'm very interesting. Very interested to see a couple of things. Joanna to me, is the volume fu- the fighter. Yeah. I don't think she'll stop Whaley. I think she'll win a decision. By how much? I don't know. I'll get to that. But Zhang in the first round, she's super powerful. She's super fast. The interesting part of me is, what if Ioana takes her deep? Now, Ioana has proven over and over and over again. She five rounds or nothing. Five rounds, heavy fucking volume. Yep. Zhang... Never been in a five-round UFC fight? Well, she has, but she ended it. Oh, yeah, obviously. She, she ended it in 30 seconds. Yeah, but I mean, it, but, but she, ha- she has not with the distance. And even against Tisha Torres, yeah, she held up good in three in, in three-round fight. But, but don't forget, you're mixing up two more rounds in there. Almost double. Two, two more rounds and, and, and a fighter in Ioana. Exactly. Who is like, she's always there. Exactly. She's always there. Exactly. And I think... That mixture, you you wonder. I, I mean, I could be fucking off my rockers here, but it is a question. I, I can't. I don't think you can deny it is a question that you have to go fucking hmm. Yeah. Right? Well, that's what's interesting about like predicting fights and stuff because everybody might have a different opinion on how the fight goes. I mean, people right now could be going, "Yep, exactly," and people could be going, "You're an idiot." Like, I don't see the well, fight going that well, way. But that—that's what makes it interesting when you get a fight like this because it raises the question: What if this happens? Well, I don't see that happening. Some person might, some person might not, and that's when you get different predictions and different my ca- thing breakdowns is, of these fights. In the, in the striking, if it does stay striking, which I believe it will. Um, how yes Zhang has the power but she I don't know I just she might get frustrated because this is not someone who's going to come straight forward this is not someone who's going to get into a bar fight with you she's a little longer she's the di- distance away better she gets she gets in and out yeah and experience is a big thing too and Yuana has the most of it out of any woman at the strawweight division now again Zhang does have that power. Exactly. She does have that power where, listen, in the first two rounds, I, if she connects right, it's all she fucking wrote. Yeah. But you also got Yoana great defense and really has only been caught once against Rose. So, very interesting fight. What's your final prediction? Well, I'll just say this. I don't believe Yoana should be such an underdog that she is. Yeah. I, don't, I, yeah, uh, I, think, I think there's a little hype train on Whaley Zhang right now. I don't know if it's warranted. We'll see. Yeah, that's a big fight for Zhang. If Zhang wins this... Oh, she's a star. Exactly. She's a star. Yep. I gotta go Ioana here. 3-2, close decision. And I'll I'll just say that because I think Zhang catches her actually in the first two. Really? But I think Ioana eats it. And I I think in the later three rounds, Ioana just puts the pace. Hmm. And I don't know. I think... I just personally think Zhang's gonna unload in the first two. I think she's going to catch her. I think she's going to win both. But I think come that third, fourth, fifth round, I think she's going to start to slow. Right? And a lot of them with power punchers who are heavy, the punches and kicks, they slow in the third, they slow in the fourth, they slow in the fifth. And we've seen we've seen proof that Joanna can push those rounds. And really, who she lost to? Valentina, heavier, heavier weight. And, and Rose. And Rose. Yep. 
And let's be honest, if, if Rose doesn't lose to... If she doesn't make that one mistake, she's probably still the champ. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting thing. And that's just the co-main event, people. I, I, I got Ioana 3-2 to as well. But when you talk about good fights, the co-main event definitely is a good one. And then I, I, after you're done watching that great fight, you got Yoel Romero challenging Israel Adesanya for the middleweight championship of the world. Mm-hmm. Great fight. Like I said in when we first started this episode... Romero coming off two losses, but a lot of people thought he just beat Paulo Costa. A lot of people thought he beat Robert Whitaker twice. I thought, well, in my opinion, I think he's won his last two fights. I think he lost to Whitaker first, and then the second one, I thought he beat Whitaker. And then I thought he beat Costa. Well, there you go. And then you got Israel Adesanya, who just came off the absolute phenomenal performance when he starched Robert Whitaker, which is... Well, he's the only person really to do that middleweight and make Robert Whitaker look like that. So it shows you the talent that Israel has. But this is an intriguing fight. Like, well, it, and, it, and, and the, the stupid MMA math will tell you Israel should win. Israel beat Robert. Robert beat you know, well. MMA math should tell you. Yeah. I just, but it doesn't always. I want to go Israel so bad. Oh, because you look at the body of work. You look well, undefeated, I, I just, just I won just, the title in I that just fashion. think he's he's a fucking problem for anyone. Just with Yoel, there's that wrestling aspect. Yep. That, yes, Israel's really good. But, but not is, against this caliber. This caliber, and I don't know, in, in the... <sighs> and in the striking, yes, Israel will be there and oh, be it, more it, active. It, Israel in the striking hasn't beat down crazy, but here's the thing. Here's the problem I have with the striking a bit. Israel against Robert, against Calvin. He, I mean, Calvin, if he didn't have that Mexican chin, he's fucking out, right? Oh, yeah. Tough as nails. KO's Robert Whitaker. But, but, in those fights, he did get touched. Yes. And here's the thing with Yoel. And Yoel's got that touch of death a bit. And, and Look I, at the Rockhold and Chris Wyman fight. Well, those yeah. were very late KOs. Well, Chris Wyman's a fucking... Well, Chris, a, the bat, Chris Wyman, that point, coming off the title, no, winning the first he, round, he's the like, third round. He's a, he's a win, all th- win all four, get KO'd late oh, in the Don't fifth. get me started. I feel bad for Chris Wyman. Happened to Jacare and Yorel, wins the first two and gets caught. Uh, it's just... God, <laughs> and you're a big Chris I, Wyman. I love Wyman, man. I love Wyman. So You're a big New York guy. You know, New, New Jersey, Jersey. I, don't, I, I just I like a lot of guys. You love, the, you love Longo and... Oh, Sarah. Sarah. I, 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 I enjoy Sterling. Big Sterling. Sterling guy. Big John Volante guy. Yeah, oh, I, <laughs> big I fuck with my boy Volante. That's for sure. Big I fuck heavy with him. I don't, I, I don't know. But but <sighs> you look at Romero, and then you go, yeah, like look at look at what he's done late in the round. And he has that kiss of death. He has that power. Well, I'm, I'm, and I'm just thinking like, because Israel always gets more volume. And yes, he picks people apart. But he has been... It, it, it's not been flawless. No, by any It's means. looked flawless because of what he's done late in fights and how he KO'd Robert Whitaker. How he put Calvin down on his ass so many times. But he has get touched. And if you get touched by Yoel, that's a fucking problem. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if you can eat those same shots from Yoel that you can take from Whitaker... That you can take from Gaslight. Those yeah. are, I mean, those are tough sons of bitches. Like, yeah. let's, not get, let's not get twisted. But you're well... But I can, I can also see... I, can, I, also, I also think... The same as Israel gets touched, I also think you're also going to have a hard problem getting them. I really do. 
Yeah, could be true. Yoel is a very explosive guy. Kind of rest, rest, explode. Rest, rest, explode. Israel, his movement, if he keeps great distance, I think, you're, in my personal opinion, if I'm Yoel, you got to mix in the wrestling early. You, you can't just become this explosive ball in the striking game because I believe that Israel will just pick you apart slowly, 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 slowly. Mm-hmm. I agree. But if you mix in the wrestling and give him something more to think about, I think that's only to your advantage. I think that helps you in the striking, you know, in in the third, fourth, fifth round. But I got Israel. I just he's got star all over him. Uh, would I be shocked if Yoel wins? No, he's. I mean, like I said, I think he's beat Costa. I think he beat Robert once, the last one. Wouldn't be shocked, but I'm going Israel. I don't know how though. Is he is he really gonna stop you out? I don't I don't know. I'm going Israel Adesanya split decision. Split. I think it's gonna come down. I think it's gonna be a drag him out dog fight. Like here Israel tags him a couple more times. Then in the second, you all might land a big shot that kind of gets I, him wobbled. I, yeah. Maybe gets a takedown. Israel has to fight a bit. Maybe I, get back at the wall, wall walk up. I, I definitely see it. I definitely see it being very like High paced. Well, very like Calvin Gaslin. Yeah. Like dogfight war. Yeah. Drag him out. Maybe even Whitaker to a point where it's that sort of a war. Oh yeah. They were in the the pocket. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's yeah. I'm going. uh, You know what? I want to say Israel TKO, but can you can you really stop Romero? I know he wants to stop Romero, and he's like, I want to stop him properly. Hard task. No one's done it. No one's done it. That being said, Israel has starched a lot of people, but no one's done it. I, that, this is what makes a great, I mean, great fight. This conversation right Yuel here. Yuel does gas a bit. And here's the thing with Yuel. Is, is, in five rounds, man, I just... He... he Yuel is always... He's this physical phenomenon. But listen, when he fights five rounds, he usually round one and two goes slow. Yeah. And he usually loses those rounds. Because mm-hmm. he wants to go hard as fuck in round five and four. Now he almost knocked out Whitaker with that game plan. Yes. Okay, so it's not fucking horrible. D- and Rock but, really actually did it. But so. if you lose round one and two to a guy like oh, you're behind the Israel, and then it's like oh, I have to knock him out. Fuck, maybe that, I don't know if that game plan works. But at the same time, if you go balls to walls round one two. You will have shown the gas a little later in fights. Yeah, exactly. So, so. very, I, I'm more interested to see what your Wells game plan will be because yeah. I think Israel's going to adapt to whatever his game plan will be. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting, and th- this is what big main event title fights are all about: conversation like this and getting hyped and trying to predict it and break it down and just you know taking all this in. But when the bell rings on the fight door closes on Saturday. Just watching these two athletes go at it with the middleweight title fight and the women's strawweight title fight. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I can't wait for this weekend. UC 248 and the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. The fight capital should go down that way. It's going to be a good one. Thank you very much for listening. Of course, hit us up Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Overhand Right Radio. In the bio of our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is our link tree. Click on that bad boy. You can listen to the first episode or this episode or all 108 episodes on whatever you get your podcast from. That's Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever. Our link tree will have our direct link to where you get your podcasts. 
to all our podcasts right there for you so we make it nice and simple for you. So thank you very much for listening. We'll talk about the aftermath of UFC 248 on episode 109 next week. We thank you very much for listening and we'll check you out next time.